Shalom and blessings. This is Pastor Clifton McDowell Sr. here at the Church of God of East New York, located in the heart of Brooklyn. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast, and I pray this week's sermon blesses and encourages you for the journey. God bless. Now enjoy the sermon. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Well, also, as we get going to the Word of God, we want to also um, wish our sister um, Beckford, amen, amen, a happy birthday, amen. God bless you. In the book of John, chapter 13, um, verse 34 and 35, um, Jesus says, a new commandment I give you, new commandment, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And hear this, by this, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Um, most people are born with some type of birthmark. Um, most have a, a spe specific um, mark on their bodies. Some, it's on the hand. As I looked, I was, I was just kind of um, tallying and looking at my own family and looking at asking them and talking about, um, talking to them. Um, some have birthmarks on their hands. Some have it on their neck. Some on their stomach. Some on their leg. Some of us have it on our chest. Um, but there are birthmarks, distinguishing marks. And you know how um, sometimes the guys get together and, um, and they would tell you, well, you know, I've got, I've, got a, I've got a scar right on my shoulder. Um, that was where I, I got cut. I had a problem and now I got a scar there. I got, I got a scar here, right there on my bicep. Um, I had another injury right there. And they begin to share um, and talk about um, the scars and the wounds. These are all marks. But these are marks they weren't born with. These are marks that were, um, they either inflicted on themselves or were inflicted upon them. But then there are those marks that we are born with. Um, those birthmarks will show up either at birth or at least um, that first month of life, birthmarks. And they can be moles, they could be um, discolorations, different shapes and different shades and colors, patches. Um, it could be a growth. It could be um, um, lighter or darkened skin tones in certain places. They are all birthmarks. And whether um, they are um, unique to everyone in your family, um, they're your birthmark. And, and I would submit, especially within a family, you ought to know each other's birthmarks. You, you ought to be able to say, well, um, no, I know that my sister, she has a, 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 a significant mole right there um, on her neck. My daughter, my son, my wife, my spouse. Some birthmarks people have removed or they, they cover them up with cosmetics because in their minds, 
it disfigures them. And I understand that. Um, some um, birthmarks can be um, debilitating. Most are not. But those are distinguishing marks that you are birthed into this world with. And when I thought about this and I began to just go deeper and I thought about um, trademarks, um, designers are known by their trademarks. They, they have logos and um, various kinds that um, you don't even have to have any writing on it. You'll just see the swish, and you know what that is. You'll see the golden arches. You'll see the golden shell. You'll understand that these are trademarks that speak about their owner, that speaks about where um, this product or this service comes from. Trademarks. You'll think about Versace. You just hear the name. If I would just say Gucci, some of you would say, I got mine. Right? Armani, Tiffany, um, Sean John, Dapper Dan, Rolex, all of these, Coke, Starbucks, Amex, um, Amazon, Prada. You just know these names because they have trademarks or logos that are their trademark. People um, put these trademarks so that there will be brand recognition. It speaks to us about the quality of the product, the source of the product, the, the, the source of the service. It's a trademark that um, allows or tries to fight against people who will counterfeit or produce knockoffs or to resist infringements on what somebody else has produced. It ensures the buyer quality. Distinguishes one source from another source, one product from another product. The challenge is that people want a trademark look of a product, but they want to buy it at knockoff prices. You know I'm telling the truth. Folks come here to New York, down to an area in Manhattan, and they know they're not real. They know they're knockoffs. They know that their quality is cheap. But they want to be able to have something that says Gucci, Versace, even though they know it's a knockoff. I remember when we first got married, 42 years, 40, 41 years, 42 years. I'm messing up bad here. 41 years this June. We bought us a TV. It was wrapped in what looked like leather. It was a, just a little TV. Um, 
And, and, and it stayed working over the years. I don't think we got rid of that TV and it was still working. It was in my garage. I don't think we got rid of it till about five or six years ago. And the only thing that wasn't still on it was an antenna. We put um, a, a hanger in it and it was still getting signals. It was black and white, but it worked. And I thought about that TV, and I thought about the brand, and I thought about the logo, and I began to think about it. That TV lasted our entire marriage till about five or six years ago. And we put it out, so chances are somebody picked it up, and guess what? It's still working, unless they just tossed it. You know what kind of TV that was? Well, they had a logo. They had a motto. They said, the quality goes in before the name goes on it. The quality goes in it before the name goes on it. It was a Zenith TV. Y'all too young to remember those. Y'all too young to remember that commercial about the quality of the product. That's what a trademark, amen, that's what a trademark tries to tell folk. There's quality in this product. There is um, time that has gone in to this service, to this product. And I begin to think about, amen, what God has done. By creation, God has placed his trademark on humanity. His trademark on humanity is not the same as a monkey, a gorilla, an ape. It's not a one-cell um, organism that evolved from the gook. God, in the beginning, God created you. He created man and woman. And he put his trademark, his imago day is upon us. We are created in the very image of God. God don't make junk. And you think about it, by creation, by the natural birth, you are wondrously made Think about the detail, all of the systems, the organs that are in your body. You are complex. You are organized. It all fits together. Because God is the designer. Because God's the designer, amen, he wants the world to know, amen, I did that. Then I began to think about, amen, how designers want to be known by what they've designed, their trademarks. You know that's a Tommy Hilfinger. That's a Ralph Lauren. Now, some of you, because you are just experts in fashion, you can spot what it is from across the room. You'll be walking, and some you say, oh my goodness, look at that. You know who you are. It's not me, I can't do it. Sometimes I look at TV and I'll see them, they'll be looking at stuff, 
um, experts and they said, well, it can't be this because look at how the stitch is. Look, look at how the buttons are. No, they would never use that kind of material in their product. It has to be a knockoff. They have trademarks that are visible, that make them very visible and identifiable. You think about people that are in different positions, and, and a, a, a police officer wears a certain uniform, and it tells you right off who they are. If somebody's in the military, they're in the Army, the, the Air Force, the Navy, the Marines, they wear a certain uniform to tell you who they are. If it's a doctor, they wear a certain kind of uniform. Even the length of their jacket there tells you who they are. Nurses, um, technicians, they wear certain kinds of uniform to tell you who they are. Their attire of a, of a judge tells you who they are. They want you to know by what you see. And I submit that God has placed his trademark on the believer, on the servant of God. We've been talking about the anatomy of a servant. God has placed his trademark on the believer, on the born-again believer. It's a very clear mark. Amen. It's a trademark that is also a birthmark by which God's children who have been birthed by the Spirit ought to be known. I submit to you this morning that love is the trademark of God. Love is the trademark of God. What has love got to do with it? It's got everything. What has that got to do with servanthood? It has to be the motivation for which you serve. You have to be serving out of a motivation of love, love for God, and love for people. That's the birthmark of the believer. Without this birthmark, other folk, other people don't really know who you are. And it's the kind of birthmark that regardless of where, what continent you're born on, if you are born of the Spirit of God, if you are truly born again, it's a birthmark that will show up. Doesn't matter your ethnicity, it doesn't matter, amen, what your culture is, it doesn't matter, amen, the texture of your hair or the color of your skin. It's a birthmark that by the new birth, by being born of the Spirit of God, must be on your life. So awesome is God's trademark. Aren't you glad? Isn't that an awesome thing that God, God says you're his? That, that God is willing to own you publicly. That, that God 
wants the world to know that you are his design. You are a designer's original. And so awesome is this trademark of God on our lives that he has set up irrefutable evidence that we are close to God. An irrefutable test by which you can measure your own spiritual growth. It's the love of God demonstrated in us and through us. In fact, so awesome is this trademark that God said, the Lord said, it would be a declaration of your faith, of our faith. That the declaration of our faith would not be educational degrees. And I am a proponent of education. Thank God for our youth and young adults and older adults that are continuing to grow, that are continuing to educate themselves, that are continuing. But it is not your degrees or your titles that God has chosen to be a declaration of your faith. It is not your positions, your career attainments that the Lord says this is a declaration of the Christian faith. Hear what he says in John 13. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. It's by the love that you have one for another. As followers of Christ, we have to understand his trademark on our lives. It tells the world who this product, who this design came from. In 1 Corinthians 6, 6, 19, he says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? Don't you know? Say you are not your own. You need to highlight that in your body. You need to put your name there. Clifton, you are not your own. Amen. You are not your own. Put your name in it. You need to remind yourself, I'm not my own. I'm not my own. I am not the one to call the shots. Somebody's trademark is on my life. He's the one. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He says, you were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Honor God with what he has created by creation. Honor God. Honor God by what he is doing inside of you. Honor God. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, It is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. You and I can't take credit for this. I thank God for my mother. I thank God for her life. I thank God she was a praying mother. And my brother sent me a song um, this week that talked about how our mother brought Jesus into our lives. That 
Because of her, we talk to Jesus. Because mama talked to Jesus, we're talking to Jesus. Our children are talking to Jesus because our parents talk to Jesus. And I thank God for that. But the salvation you and I have, mama couldn't save us. It's a grace gift. It's of his design. It is his work. We are saved by grace through faith. It is the gift of God, not by works, so nobody can boast. Nobody can take credit for it. We are God's, here it is, we are God's handiwork. We are God's workmanship. We are God's masterpiece. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's why he put his trademark on us. Because we're his handiwork. We're not finished yet. We're in process. I believe it was Mike, uh, Michelangelo when he, when he designed or he, he's the one that I believe um, designed and um, cut a sculpture of David and he said they asked him about it because it, it, it started out as just a slab of marble but the, to the designer he saw David in the marble before anybody else saw it I want to tell you something you are the handiwork of God. You are the masterpiece of God. You are the workmanship of God. And though you are not finished yet, God sees you way down the road. He sees you better than you are today. He, he sees you closer to what you're going to be because he's the designer. Romans 5 tells us, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access. You didn't gain this through your mama, your daddy, your grandparents. It is through Jesus Christ, not Buddha, not Muhammad. It is through Jesus Christ that we have gained access by faith into this grace. You didn't earn it. The song that the, 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 the young adult sung, you couldn't earn it. You don't deserve it. Still, God gave himself away. This overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. He says, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace which we now stand. And we, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our suffering. I know you don't want to hear that word suffering, but let me tell you something. If you're going to follow Jesus in this world, you shall suffer. You shall have persecution. It's part of the tools that God uses to perfect us, to mold us, to shape us. It says because we know that suffering produces perseverance. When you, you got to change the way that you look at your, your, what you go through. Amen. You've you got you to have a different perspective. You've you got you to give God glory, not 
um, about what you're going through, but what it will produce in you and through you. Perseverance, character, and character, hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out. Here it is, God's love, his trademark, your birthmark as a believer. God's love has been what? Poured out into our hearts through the Holy Ghost, through the Holy Spirit who has been here given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. God's love, his trademark has been poured in to our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You're not the manufacturer of this love. If you've got to manufacture it, if I've got to manufacture it, amen, I'm going to run out. Because let me tell you something, there are, there are times, you know I'm telling the truth, there are times and there are people that, that are difficult to love. You don't want to tell it, but you know that there have been times and you you've had to pray, God, I need more love. And that's a valid prayer. Because you didn't manufacture it. The one who poured it in has an ample supply. So if you're going through a difficult time and you're facing situations and persons that you're finding it difficult to love, say, God, I need you to pour in some more. I need you to pour in some more. Holy Ghost, I need you to pour in some, pour some more love. God is able to do it. But won't he do it? <laughs> and then watch what he says in 2 Corinthians 1. Verse 21, it says, now it is God who makes both us and you, makes us stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. He set his seal. He set his seal of ownership on us. He put his trademark on us. He put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. He has put his seal of ownership on us. He has put his trademark on us. I am not my own. You are not your own. We are the Lord's we know. Whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. He put a seal, he put his trademark, his trademark of ownership on us. God's trademark, our birthmark is love. And then you remember the, the account in Matthew 22 when um, some of the, the teachers and Pharisees got together and experts of the law, they, be, they were trying to test the Lord and they were trying to come up with a question that would baffle him, that would stump him. And they said, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law of all the laws that we've been given, of all the commandments that we have read? Which is the greatest? Jesus replied without a pause, without a blink. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mark. Can you say trademark? Can you say birthmark? He says, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. The second is like the first. They're hinge pins of all the commands of God. 
all the commands of God hang on these two commands. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. And if you take away one, it won't hold. You can't say, well, I love God. I just don't love people. Or you can't say, well, I, I hate God, but I love people. It don't work. You are lopsided. You are out of balance. He said, everything hangs on these two. Love God and love people. These two commands. The trademark of God. The birthmark that's on your life is love. That's the motivation. Your motivation to serve as a servant of God must be love. The reason why you do what you do must be out of love. If it's for um, getting attention, if it's for the applause, amen, if it's to gain some wealth, your heart is out of alignment, you've missed the call of God on your life, And you are obscuring the birthmark of God's trademark in your life. It's a distinguishing mark. Not to be covered up. Not, not to be um, counterfeited. Not, um, it, it's to be open. He says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. John 13, 34, he says, a new command I give you, love one another. Got to be more than that. No, no, he says, just love one another. Wait, wait, wait a minute, Peter, just love one another. But God, but Thomas, just love one another. But God, do you know this Judas? Just love one another. Lord, you, you got to be kidding. You, you, you see what um, James and John and their mama just did? Just love one another. How do we do that? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Drop the mic at that point, right? The way you see me love you with all of your ups and downs, with all of your frailties. Love one another. Even after the Lord told Peter, get behind me, when he tried to tell him, no, that's not going to happen. He said, get behind me, Satan. God still, the Lord still loved even though the Lord knew he would deny him, even though he knew Judas would betray him, even though he knew that the disciples would walk away from him, save John. Love one another the way I love you. By this, everyone will know. Everyone will know. Your mama gonna know. Your enemy's gonna know. The world will know. Muslims will know. Hindus will know. The agnostics will know. 
that you are my disciples if you love one another by this. And John just keeps ringing home that thing. He just keeps it before the saints. He says, I get it. He says, I get it. Uh, John says, I get it. I, I got it. That's, that's my birthmark. I get it, God. That, that's my trademark. And every chance I get, I'm going to tell them what you said. Love God. Love people. We ought to love one another as you loved us. And so in 1 John 3, 11, he tells the saints, for this is the message you heard from the beginning. The message I keep telling you. The message I keep running over. We're talking about folks are preaching prosperity and claiming gain it, blab it, grab it, spin around, touch the ground, touch your toes. You can be wealthy. You'll never get sick. He says, but the message you've been hearing from the beginning is about God's trademark. You should love one another. What, what, what manner of persons are you ought to love one another? But God, you don't know what he did to me. Love him anyway. Father, he's my enemy. Well, love your enemy. <laughs> you say, I can't do it. And the Lord says, I know you can't. That's why I pour love in. That's why you're not the manufacturer. You're the representative. And if you need more love, ask me. You need more wisdom? Ask me. The Holy Ghost, is, he's still here. He lives in you. Tell him, oh God, it hurts so bad. I, I want to I take, I want to attack. And God says, hold up. Wait a minute. I got something for that. It's supernatural. See, how in the world can, can, can you love somebody who's done harm to you. See, listen, we've got to stand up for justice. We've got to, we've got some things need to be rectified. There's some repair that is needed in this nation. There's some honest truth that needs to be shared. But the difference, the distinction between the world and the body of Christ, we can be honest with one another. We can share truth with one another. But then we are still left with the command, love one another. Because it's by this all men will know that you are my disciples. Got to move. Romans 13 says, let no debt remain outstanding. That means pay your bills. Son of the living God, daughter of the living God. Stop living beyond your means. Stop, stop trying to live a Gucci life. On a pay less salary. <laughs> live within your means. Pay off those credit cards. 
Don't get into credit card debt in the first place. But if you're there, snowball your way out of it. Pay off the smallest one. Keep up with all the, the payments. And then when you finish that small one, take what you was paying on that one and apply it to the next one. And you snowball it till your payments are, are getting bigger and bigger and you get yourself out of credit card debt. Don't go into college debt. There's going to, listen, folks are not going to care where you got your BA from. They just want to know you can produce. Now, I know it may open some doors for some people, but for most of us, it ain't opening no doors. And yet you coming home with $100,000, $200,000 worth of college debt, and it's not necessary. It's a trick. Get, if you haven't gotten into it, don't get into it. Go to a state college. Go to a city college. Get your associate's degree and then get your BA and your master's. You do not have to go through life with college debt. It's a trick. Get out of it. Do your best. I'm praying for you. All right, let me leave that alone. Let no debt remain <laughs> except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the laws, the commandments. You shall not, and then it goes on and talks about the different commandments, but the only debt that you ought to have is the debt of love. I'm in debt to love you. You're in debt to love me. I'm in debt to love God. The only thing is, God is not in debt to love me. But because God is love, it's his nature, it's his character. The trademark of God is love. And that's the birthmark of those who experience the new birth. For God so loved that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We know what the trademark of God is. We understand what the birthmark of the believer is. You know, there's a scripture in 1 Corinthians 13 that folks often will read at a wedding. Um, you, you need to know that that was not written um, um, to describe the love between a man and a woman. That, that was written to describe the trademark of God, the, the birthmark of the believer. It's a great portion of scripture, but it describes what love looks like. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, amen, it tells you what to do and what not to do. This is love. This is not love. Amen. And let me tell you something. Somebody that's beating you over your head, that is not love. Hello? Somebody that is abusing you and then telling you that they love you, that is not love. And he was doing that before you got married and you still married him? That was not good sense. Okay. In 1 Corinthians 13, 
It talks about exercising patience, enduring with long-suffering. That's love. Envy harbors no feelings of jealousy. That's not love. Shows kindness, behaves with mildness, acts kind. That's love. Boast, vanity is vainly brags about themselves. That ain't love. Rejoices in truth, delights in what's true according to God. That's love. Acts arrogantly, puffs up, is puffed up with pride. That's not love. Bears always, protects and preserves. That's love. Dishonors others, behaves rudely. That's not love. Bears always, protects, believes always, trusts with confidence. That's love. Insists on their own way. It's got to be my way or the highway. They seek themselves first. That's not love. Hopes always, waits with joyful expectation. That's love. Love will wait. Keeps a record of wrongs, remembers and resents offenses. That's not love. Endures always, perseveres, and remains without fleeing. Don't run when the going gets tough. That's love. Rejoices in wrongdoing. Delights in evil things. I'm glad they got their comeuppance. That's not love. Look at God's word. His trademark is love. The birthmark on our life is love. He tells us what love is. He tells us what love is not. He gives us an example in the person of Jesus Christ. Love like I love. That's your birthmark. It's important to God's trademark. It's important to his brand that you love like he loved. That's the wisdom of Proverbs 4. That's why we talked and spent two weeks on it about your heart, about guarding your heart. Proverbs 4, um, 5 says, um, 423 says, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth free from perversity. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. Guard your heart. Because way, the way that you live impacts the way people see God. The enemy wants to infringe on the trademark of God. He wants to say, I did that. I made you who you are. I'm the one who gave you success. I'm the one who lifted you up. I'm the one. I'm the one. He wants what only should be given to God. He wants the credit that only should, God should have. He wants to distort the birthmark on your life. He wants to disqualify you from what God has in store for you. The Lord is going to return one day. He's coming to take those that have the seal of the Spirit on their life. He's coming looking for his signature trademark. See, you can't be a Christian just because you come to church. 
just because you pay tithes and give offerings, just because you like gospel songs and contemporary um, inspirational singing and, and, you, and you listen to all the famous preachers and you've got all the quotes, I'm too blessed to be stressed. You, you got it all down and you know how to raise your hand in a certain kind of way, depending on what church you're from. You raise two or you raise one or you, you, you know, got it all down pat. But you can't be a Christian without the Christ of Christianity without the biblical Christ of Christianity. And the only way that you can have Christ abiding within you through the Holy Spirit, you must be born again. The only way you get, amen, this birthmark on your life, you must be born again of the Spirit. God's trademark is love. Our birthmark is Christ. Love. So whatever you do, I challenge you, love. Wherever you go, love. No matter what people say, no matter what people do, love. Love in word and love in deed. And let God love through you. Because love in any language is the trademark of God and the birthmark of the born-again believer who allows the Holy Spirit to continue to abide within him. And every now and then, you've got to say, Lord, search me. Know what's in me. See if I've got any blockages. See if I've, I've, I've distorted the message. Cleanse me, purge me, wash me with hyssop. My prayer for you is what Jesus prayed for the disciples in John 17. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you and I, just as you are in me and I in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me. I've given it to them. He says, that the world will know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. God's trademark, your birthmark. Let's pray. Father, we honor you. We thank you that you first loved us. We thank you for the seal that you have placed on our lives as believers. Father, we ask, oh God, that you would continue to pour in this supernatural kind of love that comes through the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit that makes us love everybody straight from the heart. May that love language be spoken here among us. May it be the motivation behind what we do as servants of the Most High God. Father, I pray for those that are listening that have yet to have experienced this new birth. I pray for them. I pray, Father, that you would help them to see that, God, that you're who they need. May they come to a place that they will acknowledge you as Lord and Savior, and they will accept Jesus as their Savior. May they come to a place that they will believe by faith 
And may they come to a place where they will confess with their mouth what they believe in their hearts, that Jesus is the Christ. And that they would come to know you. And we seal them with the power of the Holy Spirit. And may love be shed abroad in their hearts. I thank you now in advance. Thank you for what you're doing and what you will do among us. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you for joining us this week. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and tag us in your social stories at C-O-G-E-N-Y. Thank you to those who have given generously to this ministry in the past. And if you'd like to become a contributor, head over to cog-eny.com. That's cog-eny.com. And just click on the offering and donations tab. Again, thank you so much. Now God bless.